Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Wednesday, March 1st. It is six minutes after nine, and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Did you do this? Did I do what? This. The duck? Did you do this? I did. This was you, wasn't it? It was me. It just dawned on me that this was you that did this. Yeah, I got a box of ducks for my Jeep, and you made fun of me, so I made sure to give you one. Sure, thank you so much. I have no duck. Here, now you have a duck. There you go. <laughs> you. But did you notice that? Did you notice that rubber duck has a scowl on his face? That is not a happy duck. <laughs> so I thought that's the one that Rob Kendall needs. Maybe he was an attorney for the Biden administration yesterday in front of the Supreme Court. Maybe that's why he has a scowl. Uh, that would work. While well, the Supreme Court appeared to doubt the legality of Biden's plan to cancel up to twenty thousand dollars in student loan debt for millions of Americans, they heard oral arguments and a pair of disputes over the program yesterday. Some of the justices were standing on uh, questions about whether a group of six states and two borrowers were entitled to sue in the first place. And a decision in the case is expected sometime this summer. Okay, so this went about as expected. The six Republican-appointed justices basically, and rightfully so, said, if you allow this to take place, which is by fiat, by executive order, whatever you want to call it, the president can just wipe out billions of dollars. It wasn't a grant, right? It was a loan. It's clear Congress passed the ability to loan money to students at the college level, and it was a loan. Congress controls the money. And so the the justices were essentially asking the question to Biden, which, of course, they don't really have an answer for, which is... Okay, if the president can just arbitrarily, with the stroke of the pen, Mm -hmm. wipe out billions of dollars in congressional appointed, uh, approved uh, dispersion of revenue with an agreement on how that revenue will be paid back, then why, why do we even have a Congress? The whole point of Congress, the House of Representatives, is the budget. The money emanates mm-hmm. from the House of Representatives, mm-hmm. and they don't have an answer for that. Yeah. Nope. This, uh, the, the case is going to affect roughly 40 million borrowers who were maybe eligible for the relief from Biden. Okay, 20 million of them stand to have their loan balances eliminated altogether. Altogether. Not me. I saved for my kids' college. Well, and that was Gorsuch specifically, I think, kind of made this argument in which he said, look, what about all these other people mm-hmm. like us? You yeah. know, you you saved for your kid's college. I paid for mine in cash in full as we went. And on top of that, then you and I are also already fronting what has now been an interest-free loan for the past three years for a whole bunch of people who were in many cases, using their uh, college loan money for pizza and beer. Well, <laughs> screw them. Mm-hmm. That's that's a, what about us? Yeah, what about us? Well, and that's what they're trying to figure out. So, under the plan, eligible borrowers earning less than one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars can receive up to ten thousand dollars in student debt relief. And the qualifying Pell Grant recipients, who are students with the biggest financial need, they get an additional ten thousand dollars. We're just handing out money. 
money, Rob, just handing it out. Okay, so uh, there were some there were some funny things that happened out of this yesterday. So Randy Weingarten, she is the lunatic head mm-hmm. of the Lunatic National Teachers uh, Union, mm-hmm. and she was and all, best friends with Jill Biden. Oh yeah, they she they is hold hands, right and brush each other's and, hair, and you'll understand all that when you hear this. She was uh, on the steps of the Supreme Court yesterday and just came unglued. Listen. And frankly, and this is what really pisses me off, during the pandemic, we understood that small businesses were hurting, and we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. Big businesses were hurting, and we helped them, and it didn't go to the Supreme Court to challenge it. All of a sudden, when it's about our students, they challenge it, the corporations challenge it, the student loan lenders challenge it. That is not right, that is not fair, and that is what we are fighting as well when we say, cancel student debt. Wow, remind me to never hang out with her. She seems Ever. lovely, doesn't she? I mean, she? I, if you're not triggered by her and you don't feel like you've been grounded and go to your room and give me your cell phone and no more toys, like, this woman is just angry. Well, and okay, let's address kind of some of her topics. Let's go down that rabbit hole for a second. Number one, we shouldn't have given money to these businesses because society should have never been shut down. Had Todd Young and Mitch McConnell and Bernie Sanders not teamed up together to print $5 trillion, Mm -hmm. the people like Lockdown McGee here in Indiana would not have been able to shut the state down. So I reject that because we've been as equally critical of shutting the state down and giving the money out to the businesses as we have this. Second of all, College courses continue. I know. My wife was in college and finished her degree during COVID. They changed the way she went to class. She kept going to the class. You kept using the service. Mm-hmm. All right? It's like dining and dashing, right? You kept using the service. Number 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 three would be if you were in college during COVID, most people don't have jobs or didn't have full-time jobs or whatever while you're in college, thus uh, we're told how great the economy is now. We're told how all these jobs have come back. We're told how everyone is working. Well, then you can pay your student loan back. Mm. Okay, so if the Supreme Court sides with the Biden administration, what is that going to cost Americans? $1.6 trillion. Right, and and this is the argument of the of many of the Supreme Court. Now, I'll tell you the one who scares me on this is Amy Coney Barrett because she was the one who refused on multiple occasions to approve the thing even getting in front of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. And I've read a couple things that have me moderately concerned about her. And if you're, excuse me, concerned about her, then John Roberts is always a concern for everybody because you never, so you never know. And, And if the Supreme Court says Biden can do this, then the Congress is just completely irrelevant. Well, she seems to be waffling a little bit. Well, that's my point. And so I... The, the the consensus of things I read, be the be it conservative or liberal publications, is that they will indeed overturn this based on the line of questioning, which is usually a good gauge, the line of questioning on how the judges intend to rule. Now, I want to play you a piece of audio yesterday. Um, this is from the education secretary. He was on MSNBC, and he got asked in a rare confused, likely accidental act of journalism from Mika Zizinski or (laughs) Bozinski or whatever. Joe. Joe's wife. Joe's adult supervision over there on Morning Joe. Uh, You know, what about people who paid 
off their loans or paid cash like we talked about. And this dude said, education secretary said, yeah, those people are just out of luck because, well, there was a pandemic. How do you make this fair, though? Because there, I believe um, the concern might be that there will be future legal challenges um, and that, the, and, you know, there are many things to consider when you forgive some loan debt, but not other loan debt. And then you have people who have paid off the debt. Right. You know, as the president said, we, we believe it's fair. It's based on the pandemic. Uh, we know that after national emergencies, uh, when loan payments are paused, when it's time to restart the loans, there's a, up to 20 times the amount of defaults that you would normally have. Uh, we want to prevent this. This is why we pr- proposed uh, targeted debt relief of $10,000 or $20,000 if you're a Pell recipient. Um to help those folks get back on their feet. And as far as folks who say, you know, I've already paid my debt. Well, that happened prior to the pandemic. What, what about the people who lost their business because of the pandemic? Do they get their business back? I, I'm not talking about people who got the money to stay at home. I'm talking about people who the business closed mm-hmm. and didn't open. That's how they earned their living. Oh, you can see restaurants littered all across the city that have closed and aren't reopening what, what, because what about of the them? pandemic. Yeah. And why is the pandemic a white out for everything? Sure, absolutely. And again, Casey, if indeed the economy is as great as Biden mm-hmm. has told us it is, mm-hmm. then why pe- can people not be paying their loans back? And by the way, we're not in a national emergency no. anymore. You want a default on their payments... Uh, sorry. Now, if I were the a lawyer for these states that were arguing in front of the Supreme Court, mm-hmm. I could have done this in about 30 seconds. I know they big legalese and it's the big moment, but I would have just rolled in with, remember in, um, Casey, you're a little more seasoned than me, so you probably remember this. <laughs> remember in um, school where they would have the big TV on the cart and there would be a VHS yep. yeah. player under it, yeah. and that's how you would watch your your movie, the, or yeah, whatever. documentaries. Yeah. yeah, I would simply roll in with one of those, start the VHS tape, and play this little clip of Nancy Pelosi, and then mm. say, "I think we're done here." People think that the President of the United States. Is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would has to be an act of Congress. Well, then. Okay. The prosecution rests. Yeah. Thank you. Good night. Hi. Good night, everybody. It is 16 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. The president was at Virginia Beach yesterday saying the weirdest stuff, and you got to stick around to hear it. It's next on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. 21 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Have you guys ever been to Luminaldi's? Lou Malnati's. Malnati's. Yes. Yeah, I've been in good Chicago. Pizza. Uh yes, very good. Yeah. Uh they've Real got thick. yeah, and lots of cheese apparently. Uh-huh. They're opening their fifth store in Indianapolis. Huh? It's going to be in Avon. Wow. Something to look forward Congratulations. to. Congratulations. Yeah. Also you, trending. And, and let me point out real quick, you know, Avon is right next to Brownsburg. Yes. And Avon took a much different approach than the road scholars that run uh, the town of Brownsburg. Avon said, we want to attract a lot of businesses so 
people will stay in our town. Mm -hmm. People will come here. People will shop here. People will enjoy their experience in our town. The um, intellectual mega giants that run Brownsburg decided on let's put a large, ugly warehouse on every corner. So very different approaches. Avon thriving, Brownsburg all in on the uh, lifeless warehouses. On the warehouse. Also trending this morning, a first of its kind, a cannabis digital vending kiosk is now opening in Colorado. Now, you're too young for this, but you, you might have seen it maybe in a movie. Back in the 70s, you go to a bowl alley or a, a bar and they would have cigarette vending machines, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Well, now this place in Colorado being the first to have a cannabis vending machine. Oh, wow. No ID required. Mm. And finally trending, the FBI director, Christopher Ray, he spoke out about the lab leak coming from Wuhan. What is the determination by the FBI? So, uh, as you note, Brett, uh, the FBI has for quite some time now assessed that the origins of the pandemic are most likely a potential lab incident in Wuhan. Let me step back for a second. You know, the FBI has folks, agents, professionals, analysts, virologists, microbiologists, et cetera, who focus specifically on the dangers of biological threats, which include things like novel viruses like COVID, uh, and the concerns that that in the wrong hands, some bad guys, a hostile nation state, a terrorist, a criminal, uh, the threats that those could pose. So here you're talking about a potential leak from a Chinese government-controlled lab that killed millions of Americans. And that's precisely what that capability uh, was designed for. So now the FBI and the Energy Department both saying that COVID originated in a lab. You know why they're saying that? Because that's what happened. Yeah. (laughs) And anybody who has been a remotely intellectually honest broker for three years has known that. Yeah. It is 24 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And at Virginia Beach yesterday, President Biden was gushing about the treatment he received from the nurses at Walter Reed during a uh, health event that he experienced. And boy, it was a little weird. Okay, Casey. Uh, (laughs) Let's play this audio and then I'm going to need you to help me me understand what exactly happened between Biden and his nurse because look I've when I was not the person I am today I've seen many a film that began this way mm-hmm. but other than that I am totally at a loss and I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson in the military she'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school nursing school she'd whisper in my ear I didn't couldn't understand her she'd whisper she'd lean down He'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was a, there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because he didn't knew the one I had the one comfortable. But I'm not joking. So he's talking about from 1988 when he had uh-huh. brain an- aneurysms, mm-hmm. two of them. And never recovered. <laughs> so he had this nurse who would come in and do things to uh-huh. him yeah. that she didn't learn in nursing school. Well, there's a genre for she that, Casey. She breathed on him. I just don't think it normally happens with a sitting U.S. senator. Right. Which he was at the time. And he's telling a group of people about it. Mm-hmm. Just sounded very weird. He he pretty much dedicated the bulk of his conversation, warning that Republicans wanted to cut Medicare and meddle with Obamacare. Before we go to a break, can we just play this other clip? Now, again, this happens every day, Casey. It seems like every day, every time he speaks, mm-hmm. 
we have this where there's multiple instances where I just come on the show and go, Casey, WTF is this decrepit old man mm-hmm. trying to say, Casey, I, I don't know. I don't know what this, I don't even know where to start. At least I knew the nurse thing was some old fantasy slash liaison that may or may not have taken place with this one. I got no idea. Hell. If they have to pay out 150, dollars less. <laughs> even less. the audience is laughing at him. One, one more time. Kev, can we do that one more time? And then listen, even the audience is laughing at him. If they have to pay out $159,000 billion less. Less. Yeah. He stopped and he looked at the audience as to say, yeah, I'm aware of how foolish I sound. That's right. your president. Congratulations. When we come back, Casey, obviously a very hot button topic has been... Mm-hmm. The waste, the toxic waste coming from Ohio Mm -hmm. to Rochdale, Indiana. And the residents in Putnam County are very upset about this. They're having a big town hall event tonight that the public is invited to. And we're going to have a guy named Rudy Guerrero, Mm -hmm. who is um, a resident of Rochdale, is going to be at that event tonight to tell us all about this because, wow, he really has his act together, yeah. and I've totally done a whole flipperooski on this stuff coming to Indiana. Yeah, it's next from 93 WIBC. Hey, Casey. Yes, Rob. How would you like to get a 6% bonus? Okay, yes. All you got to do is open up an investment account. Okay. That's right. If you invest $100,000, <laughs> you immediately get a $6,000 bonus. And you continue to get a 6% bonus on future contributions for the next five years. That sounds pretty good. Hey, it's Kendall and Casey, and we just both opened up a Roth IRA with Bill Demery. And we love getting a 6% upfront bonus. But we also love that our investment growth is tax-free. You know we don't like paying those taxes. You got to check this out, because there are even more benefits than we've got time to talk about right now. So for you to learn more, call Bill Demery, your retirement guy, right here in Indy. His number is 317-932-9912. Again, that number, 317-932-9912. 93WIBC, it is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. And Casey, you may have heard there's... um. There's some controversy over that waste from Ohio coming to Indiana. Yes, I've heard that. And Governor Holcomb is upset with the lack of communication. Now, he's not upset like he was upset at the churches during Easter. Remember, like, he shut those down. And then remember, he shut the barbershops down. And, you know, I mean, you know, he wasn't upset the way he was during COVID because mm-hmm. he actually did something about that. He's just writing firmly worded letters this time. He's not trying to put anybody in jail like he did for not wearing a mask. But Mm -hmm. regardless, the residents of the greater Rochdale area, Putnam County, people in Hendricks County, uh, very alarmed about this waste from Ohio, this toxic waste coming to their area. Mm -hmm. And there is a big meeting tonight about that where residents will have the opportunity to express their concerns. And joining us now is a Rochdale resident who will be a part of the meeting tonight, Rudy Guerrero joins us on the drivehubler.com hotline. Rudy, how's it going? 
Hey, it's going pretty well. Thanks so much for having me, Rob. Yeah, abs- absolutely. So tell us about the meeting tonight. Where is it at? When is it? Can people go? Uh, I think this is something people are going to have a lot of interest in. Tell us all about it. Okay, yeah, absolutely. So 7 p.m. in Russellville, not in Rochdale, as was uh, miscommunicated this morning uh, on Channel 13 News. Not in Rochdale, in Russellville Community Center, 7 p.m. Now, this event is being hosted by um, Heritage Environmental, so they are going to have an incentive historically to not fully tell the truth. Um, however, this will be a, a phenomenal opportunity for people in the public to come out in volumes and to ask questions and to hear from people who hopefully have researched and come up to speed on what's actually going on to educate them on how dangerous this actually is. All right, right. so Rudy Guerrero is joining us on the line. He's talking about there's a meeting tonight for anybody who's concerned about the toxic waste coming from Ohio to uh, Rochdale. It'll be at the Russellville Community Center tonight, 7 o'clock. Now, you mentioned Heritage Environmental is hosting the meeting. What do you think they hope to get out of it, and what do you as residents, because you're a Rochdale resident, what do you you think both sides hope to get out of this? Yeah, great question. So, Um, I think what Heritage Environmental is going to do, uh, historically, the way things like this have happened, uh, dioxin uh, dumps in in the past, is they're going to want to appease the the locals to say, we've got this under control, it's no problem, it's all good. Um, However, what, what I'm really hoping to get out of this is to educate people on what actually is going on. Um, Rob, everyone's heard about Agent Orange. Most people have heard about Agent Orange, uh, the, the deadly um, pesticidal uh, biotoxic compound that was sprayed in the Vietnam era. Well, what made Agent Orange so deadly was something called, and this is the most important word your viewers may hear today, it's something called a dioxin, D-I-O-X-I-N-S. That's one of the ways to describe this. And a dioxin is what was literally created in the train explosion in Ohio. And those are being brought to uh, Putnam County, which will impact the water table and in amazingly pernicious ways. And here's why. From an environmental toxicological perspective, dioxins are what is called PBTs, persistent bioaccumulative toxins, meaning persistent, they never go away. Mm, Bioaccumulative, meaning that when they get into the grass, when they get into the water, when the cows eat them, they move into their fat cells. We eat the steak. We have the cheese. We have the dairy. It gets into us. And even a nursing mother passes it along to her child. And, And here's the radical, radically deadly thing about dioxins. They have multi-generational genetic hormonal fertility carcinogenic impact. This has been known. These were accidentally discovered in 1949 by Monsanto, but the the research on this has been known uh, since the 50s. Uh, Monsanto, Bayer, Dow, BASF, they all knew that these were deadly in the five parts per billion. But here's 
here's the kicker. Hey, hey, hang on, hang on just a second. Hang on just a second, Rudy. Again, I just want to introduce you. Rudy Guerrero is our guest. We're talking about there's a big meeting tonight at the Russellville Community Center about the plan to move this toxic waste from Ohio to Rochdale. The public is open to attend. Rudy, before you finish that, thought I know Casey wanted to hop in here and ask you a quick question. Yeah, Rudy, the Putnam, the Putnam County EMA director has said that the landfill is going to first test the samples of the material to see if it can be processed at the Rochdale facility. Now, is this something that you're aware of and have they tested it and can it be processed there? Okay, so it's a great question. So number one, um, dioxins, the only way, the only way to rid dioxins is within a contained incinerator. Okay, not an open air oxygenated fire, which will actually spread them to the atmosphere um, all over the Ohio Valley. The only way to contain them is through actual incineration, which is why, and your viewers should make note of this, Times Beach, Missouri, they have to take note of this, Times Beach, Missouri was a dioxin dumping ground for years, and guess what? That city does not exist. It was decommissioned, and the entire city was was incinerated, and they actually tried to take the, uh, the zip code away. So there is no safe level of dioxin exposure, and it will not just affect the people of Putnam County because of the way that the water table moves and the way that the environment takes place with livestock and with plants. This will literally affect everyone in the central Indiana region and and spread beyond that in such pernicious ways. Rudy, you, like Casey and I talked about this, and we use words like, well, that seems kind of bad, and that seems like it may not be the most healthy thing. Mm -hmm. You're using like really big scientific words, which tells me you have some sort of expertise or knowledge about this. Yeah, I, I used to I used to be a science guy years ago. Done virology research, done a lot of chemistry, uh, microbiology in my years past. I don't do that now. But what that has allowed me to do is I'm always interested when uh, things like this are going on. So as soon as this happened in Ohio, I took a deep dive and started researching this before I knew it was coming to my backyard. Mm. And discovered a gentleman named Eric Copolino, who for literally 40 years of his life has been studying dioxins. And he has a phenomenal resource um, available. Um, I'll be handing this out. I'll be handing out flyers uh, at the 7 p.m. Russellville event so that people are aware that dioxins, okay, are so deadly and so and, and here's the tricky thing um rob they're not they're slow acting toxins so it's not like you're going to drink some arsenic and die tomorrow right but what's going to happen is a young couple is going to try to conceive and they're not ever going to be able to have a baby or if they do that baby could potentially pass that along as well there are literally studies proving multi-generational toxicity through dioxins. It is the creme de la creme, the top of the food chain of, of environmental toxins. Casey, like, go ahead. The worst. Hey, Rudy, have you or anybody there in, in Rochdale heard from the EPA? Now, we know the governor has come out and said that he thinks that these should not be transported to Rochdale. They should go to a closer facility in Ohio. But have you or any of the residents, any of your neighbors heard from anybody? No, you know, I, I did try to call a um, number of people yesterday and one of the, the um, uh, a commissioner or someone related to the um, 
the, the health services for Putnam County, and they basically told me, this gentleman said, well, it's a private company. We can't really stop this, um, wow. which, which is which is utterly absurd. Rudy, do you believe that? And this, we'll get you out of here with this. Do, do you believe that meetings like tonight can help stop this, or is this a fait accompli type of thing? That's a great question. I believe it can, and here's how I know it can, is there's evidence in Ohio that they were trying to do some very, very damaging uh uh, things there, and there was a public outcry, and um, the EPA backed off. That local, um, those local entities backed off. So the more people that can come out, the more people that can call Bo Beard, who are in his district, and leave him a message and say, "I do not want dioxins in my area because I want my children and my grandchildren to have children. Bo, Bo, Baird, Bo Baird, for clarification, he is the state rep out there in Putnam County. And Rudy, I'm glad you mentioned that because you could just do a two for one while you call <laughs> Bo Baird about this. You could also say, please stop raising the gas and property taxes. So just you get two for price of one out there. Uh, again, there Rudy, t- tonight, the meeting, seven o'clock, Russellville Community Center. We encourage everybody to go, to learn, to be involved. And thank you very much, uh, Rudy, for filling us in on what's happening tonight thank you love you guys your soldiers uh, we appreciate this you could be saving lives it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning, it is 948. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So here's a question for you. Are you down for something brown? You know, Americans like to drink alcohol. Oh, I I had no idea where you were going with that. (laughs) I'm talking about booze. Uh, We drink a lot of it as a nation, and it breaks down like this. Over 6 billion gallons of beer, over 900 million gallons of wine, and more than 570 million gallons of hard liquor and spirits. Wow. What what about here in Indiana? We do our fair share. We're We're not leading the charge. In the country, we rank 38, so that's a, that's a, more near the bottom. Yeah, that's kind of low. I'm surprised as poor as our health is as mm-hmm. a collective that we're that low. By the way, you can read all about what we're talking about on mm-hmm. WIBC.com. This is the newest edition of the side piece. So if you'd like a deeper dive mm-hmm. uh, on what we're talking about here today, WIBC.com. Yeah, that's low, isn't it? I thought Indiana would be way more alcoholic than that. Yeah, uh, Indiana's alcoholic consumption per capita sits at 2.15 gallons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is our favorite liquor of choice? Oh. I know what yours is. Yours is a combination yeah. of everything. You put it in that long Island iced tea. Go big or go home. According to upgraded points, uh-huh. it's whiskey. Really? Yeah. Like, is that like a, uh, what do you put in a whiskey? Like, let's pretend whiskey Casey, sour. Let's yeah, pretend, whiskey Casey, sour. pretend Casey, I've been drinking the same drink mm-hmm. for 17 years. Okay. Just pretend. <laughs> like, pretend I know, I really know, not I know <laughs> the drink that I need to go to, mm-hmm. and I know how to do that. What, what, so what would you, what, what do you put in a, what do you put with a whiskey? A whiskey? Well, you could just drink it straight. You could do it on the rocks. Uh-huh. 
I when I drank whiskey, I would do a whiskey sour, oh. or uh, I think it's called a Tom Collins, oh. maybe, or like a whiskey and Coke. Sounds very fancy. Whiskey Coke, sort yeah. of thing you'd wear a top hat or a fedora to drink. Yeah. <laughs> See, I wouldn't put whiskey in my Coke because the whiskey would ruin the taste of the Coke. That's how much I love the Coke. Uh-huh. Yeah. But our second choice of booze is vodka. Oh. And that's pretty much the trend across the country. Yeah. Oh, that's yours. You're waving your hands yeah, at well, me. Like, it, you just in, don't care. That's in the Long Island, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we have a favorite celebrity brand of liquor. Is it the Hammer? Remember, Hammer and Nigel had that... Uh that drink for a while. What was that? Was that what was that? Vodka or tequila or whatever that was? The Hammer and Nigel had a it had an actual booze. It was in the. I think uh, it's a vodka. Was that what it was? I don't know. Hammer will be in here later. I can't remember. He's it got was one great. on his shelf in it his office. It sold out in like seven minutes, and for some reason the liquor store did not re up the thing with them. Like they couldn't keep them in mm-hmm. the store. They couldn't keep them in the in the store. But that was not number one. No, I, oh. I have a guess actually. Yes. Do you? Uh, is it Matthew McConaughey's uh, Wild Turkey? No, Long Branch. No, it's where the not. hell did that come from? I'd actually tried it over uh, around the holidays. Was that at the Russian Deli? No, this was. I was just drinking with some friends. Um, but yeah, that I, I was surprised to see that at the store, and I bought it. Yeah, yeah with Matthew McConaughey's face on it. Well, it just had, it had his signature on it, and I was. Uh, I, I mean, I like Matthew McConaughey. Sounds expensive. So. All right, all it was, right, it was, all right. It was a little expensive. Yeah. yeah. No, that is not our favorite choice when it comes to celebrity brand liquor. It is Sweeten's Cove Bourbon. Who? Sweeten's Cove Bourbon. Sweeten's Cove is a location. And obviously, this is a bourbon. Uh-huh. Investors in this company, and this would explain, I think, why Hoosiers picked this. Okay, uh-huh. so the investors are the Kendra Scott CEO, Tom Nolan, uh-huh. Andy Roddick, who is the, the tennis player, tennis player yeah. uh, golf course designer, Rob Collins. Uh-huh. Are you familiar with no, him? No, no idea. Okay, a real estate investor named Mark Rivers, and former NFL quarterback, Peyton Oh, Manning. interesting. There we go. Interesting. So next time you're in the liquor aisle, look for that Sweetens Cove bourbon apparently it's smooth if you'd like a little drinking advice from your neighborhood friendly former recovering alcoholic one for uh, one water uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) um there is a brand and kev and i have talked about this before it's called 99 brand Mm -hmm. and what it is is it's like a shot but it's in a bottle and you yeah, can it's get like a shooter. Yeah, right? it's a, sh- a shooter. And you can buy, there's little ones and then big ones. 99 brand is the name of it. They have all sorts of different flavors. And it's because obviously 99 proof, that means it's 99, 49.5% alcohol by volume. You can, if you get a bigger bottle, which runs you usually about two bucks at your local liquor store, Good stuff. you can usually get three drinks out of that. So you can mix it with Coke, Diet mm-hmm. Coke, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And while it is strong, because you don't have to use as much, you're bang for your buck. You're getting three drinks for about two bucks. Now, I know your go-to is the Long Island, yes. right? And Kevin, your go-to is probably beer. Yeah, I think that's a safe option. Yeah. Something heavy and brown and Irish would yeah. be my guess. Yeah, <laughs> Or even like a Schmidix yeah. would be nice. A who? A what? A Schmidix. What, it's a, it's what an is Irish that? beer. It's a oh. little lighter. Of course. Than a it's uh-huh. something fancy, uh-huh. schmancy, and import. Probably got it in Germany. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with the red wine, okay, guys? Uh, I'm going to need a 64 uh, Cabernet. Old world. Uh, deluxe, slightly chilled. Uh, ma'am, this is a bar. We serve uh, gummy bear shots. No, actually, it would be a probably a 2013 Silver oh, Oak from the Russian sure. River Valley. Oh, absolutely. In California. Does that oh, have that the legs, wonderful. as you mentioned? <laughs> it does. It has good legs. Do you sit legs. around your your um, your uh, mansion there that you have on the 
west side of Indianapolis. And do yeah. you just uh, do you swirl wine as you look out the third story of the your uh, your castle? No, I drink wine out of a box in a plastic cup. Well, okay? there you go. There. That's, that's <laughs> equally as fancy. That's where we are. Uh-huh. It is nine fifty four. It's bourbon. Cameron and Nigel had bourbon. That's what they had. Is that, that what it was? Right. Bourbon. Yes. Not vodka at no, all. No, it was bourbon. It was Hammer and Nigel bourbon. I think he still has one on his shelf in his office. Do you think little... he'd notice if it goes missing? <laughs> we want to, you want to test the theory? We'll ask him. Today's show could get really interesting We'll ask quick. him when he comes in next hour what happened with the bourbon, because it sold out so fast, why mm-hmm. another liquor store has not picked that up. Has your life changed at all now that the wife is uh, with child? Uh, you know, she's not drinking. Have you slowed your role? Well, I slowed down a long time ago. Yeah. Um, because uh, Tom Petty once said, I don't know, I've been told, never slow down, never grow old. He's full of crap. Uh, because that, that you definitely, yeah, uh, yeah, I slowed down a long time ago. I, I will drink occasionally now. Is it just when you uh, meet with me for the mentorship? The primary, my primary drinking is with Kevin for my one drink a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, ever so often at home, but very rarely now. I am a, well, I'm a... You know, as Michael Stanley once said, all you get to keep are the memories. You got to make the good ones last. Well, if you ever overdo it, you have a DD, which is a nice thing. She'll come. Well, pick you'll you no, up. you'll be. Oh, I thought you were talking about my wife. Thought I were talking about you. I'm like, you're there swirling your ninth bottle of no, wine. No, you can't. I'm, I'm talking about your wife. She'll come get you. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.